everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney, over there, Steve. I didn't mean to. <laughs> and today we are continuing our retrospective of Batman the Animated Series with the episode Baby Doll. Um, yes, we are. This is Recommended part of... by Mr. Nicholas Nicario. That's right, Nick Nicario recommended this one to us. It's his, his particular favorite episode. Um... This is from the quote-unquote second season after the rebranding to the Adventures of Batman and Robin. So this is a Batman and Robin episode. Uh, The general gist of the plot, because this one kind of like sets up and starts moving really quick, is that a former child actor uh, with a genetic disease that keeps her from aging uh, kidnaps the cast members of her former show, uh, for no other reason than she's just seeking a little bit of revenge for being forgotten about and her subsequent uh, missteps in dramatic acting. Right. It, it's kind of like um, ripped from the pages of reality, except that she kidnaps her, her co-stars instead of just goes on drunken binges. Right. <laughs> like, like a respectable child actor. Right, right. Well, I mean, even... Even we we say child actor, but she was twenty, I believe, when she made the series. Well, around. when did Gary Coleman get arrested? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. But you know, it was one of those things where they kind of poked a little bit at the fact that older <laughs> actors are usually cast as younger characters. Um, well, I mean, she is. had that she had that disease that she was eternally six years old or whatever. Right. Right. Or Shoot, she wasn't. She she didn't age, right? And she remained that stature. And it was really interesting the voice acting work because she would switch back and forth between the character of Baby Doll and then her normal voice. And her normal voice is this like, you know, like all the other ladies on on Batman the animated series that that smoky kind of voice. Um, But she is drawn very much like a typical. Uh, Warner Brothers cartoon character. She doesn't. She really looks like fit. Elmira. She does. She does kind of look like Elmira. She doesn't really fit with the aesthetic of the show, which makes it an even stranger bit of the episode. But uh, yeah, she she kidnaps her co-stars. Batman and Robin get involved. Turns out that Baby Doll was like one of Robin's favorite shows when he was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> So he's he's given the task by Batman to go back. Wait, is that like a? I think the lady doth protest too much. One of his favorite shows. Uh, <laughs> I think so. But Batman decides to give him the job of uh, going through the old tapes to figure out the plot. Yeah, that's because that's why he's the world's greatest detective. He knows how to delegate the really crappy jobs. That's right. Oh, I used to watch this show all the time as a kid. Well, you can watch it again. Alfred, make me a sandwich. And really, Batman doesn't do a whole heck of a lot in this episode. No, the the, the episode actually really focuses more on the villain mm-hmm. and the interplay between her and her co-stars. Um, it's Paul Paul Dini wrote the thing, right? And, um, and Baby Doll really doesn't have much of a redemptive bit to her. A lot of characters in Batman the animated series, you know, are written. Kind of in a sympathetic way. Well, the tragedy's kind of baked in with Baby Doll. Yeah, it, it's kind of baked in, but really, 
I mean, what is it? I mean, they're talking to Commissioner Gordon, and she's like, well, what's her beef with all the... Or who were they talking to? Were they talking to Gordon or Vicky Vale? Um, it might have been Vicky Vale. I, I think that's Vicky Vale. Or whoever whoever the uh, generic the anchor Holland. is. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, what's her beef with her co-stars? Well, it's actually the co-stars who really should have beef with her. Yeah. So yeah, apparently she was a prima donna. Uh, didn't get along with anybody on the set, and wanted um, a serious career, which yep. is actually the funniest. Now. They, unlike other similar episodes, I guess, they don't really play this one for a lot of laughs. Right. Um, which is good because I think if it was played for laughs, it would have like really been horrible. Mm-hmm. But because they play it straight, it works really well. But I got to say, I cracked up when she was like acting Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. Doing the uh, Lady Macbeth soliloquy. Yeah. The out, out damn spot. Washing her hands. I, I laugh because that's just fucking funny. I mean, who right. in their right mind casts, uh, uh, you know, more or less a child? Right. You know, she might be a great actress, but she looks like she's six years old. Right. And so and that just yeah, like casting her you know, as Lady Macbeth. Yeah, that'll ruin someone's childhood right there. Mm-hmm. That's like some casting. And Robin gives his theater advice. Uh, he, he thought the performance just absolutely stunk. And yes. Batman did not disagree, <laughs> which I thought would have been really funny if Batman would have been like, actually, that's quite good. <laughs> Everyone's a crit. And I should know I've been trained by world class thespians from around the world. <laughs> that's true. I close Broadway with my matches Malone. Oh, they did do one of those great Batman is the master of disguise moments. Uh, they they find the last cast member uh, and replace him with Robin, who yes. is wearing a lifelike latex mask and a bodysuit over the Robin costume. Yes. Uh, basically, Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. Right. <laughs> wacky Cousin Oliver. You wacky cuz. Well, because I'm the, well, yes. Gross. The last... The last... Uh, uh, season of the baby doll show uh, was dropping in ratings, so they brought in cousin Oliver, cousin Spunky, right, to be kind of a, an abusive foil yes. to baby doll. But the great thing about it was when when you meet Robin as Spunky, <laughs> he's in a garage with his guitar playing generic heavy metal riffs. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's perfect. Man, I gotta practice my axe. I knew those guitar lessons would come in handy one day, Robin. That's right. <laughs> and now, Robin, karaoke night. It's part <laughs> of your training. Who knew Robin was a bard? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, who knew Batman could sing before this little piggy? That's true. Um, yeah, so so she's she's kidnapping her fellow co-stars because she realizes that the only time she was happy was when she was miserable playing baby doll. Right. And so she decided to recreate the birthday episode. Her life must have sucked. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, she was universally panned. I mean, she was basically, her career was Kristen Stewart. (laughs) If Kristen Stewart looked like she was six. Right. Well, all the time. I don't know. She's, well, I don't know how old she is now. So I couldn't say she, she's pretty young looking now, but who knows? She might be 12. 
But yeah, basically, it, it's kind of like a parallel of that sort of thing where where your career just kind of fizzles after after a bad performance. Right, where you just like, well, they call it jumping the shark. Right, and, and she she jumped that shark. Right, and cousin Spunky took over, became, increased the ratings, but the show still. She got pissed off and walked off set. She and, walked off the set to play Macbeth or Lady Macbeth. Right. And yeah, and just a series of, of bad, just knocks. Uh, it's, you know, that I think that's where the tragedy and the redemption comes in, because we can all relate to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, more, more than like the proverbial, all it takes is one bad day. Right, right. Well, when, once we get to the climax, and, and the climax occurs, she escapes after the big reveal of, of Robin is, you know, the actor who played Spunky. And there's a big fight with the goons. And apparently Baby Doll hired Discount Mercy Greaves. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do have something to say. Her life can't be all that bad because she could hire goons. Right. And I don't think goons come cheap. Nope. She has goons. Uh, she has Discount Mercy Greaves. So who, I think. I think she gets that, paid well, I'm sure. I think Baby Doll residually is uh, cashing in. I don't think that it's not a money thing. It's not like, oh, my, my career, you know, I have no way of making money. Because right. I think she's getting paid, and it's more than likely through reruns of right. her show. She was able to purchase a secret hideout that Batman yeah, I mean, had to use a tracker to find. She was able to faithfully recreate all of the sets from the show or purchase all of the sets. So she definitely has cash flow. And all the all the work it took to uh, to track down and and kidnap uh, the cast of her old show. Mm-hmm. Right. And was able to, you know, direct her her minions to do so. I mean, and what kind of lady is Discount Mercy Greaves? It's to, a living. It's a living. You know, she pushes Baby Doll around in a cart uh, or in a stroller or, or a ba- or, you know, I forget what, you know, a stroller, pram. a pram, whatever you want to call it. Buggy. Um, a buggy. And, you know, just to be there and to be her muscle, her personal muscle. And she is, she's kind of like Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> she she kind of reminded me of uh, that character. Of, of Molly, uh-huh. um, the Razor Girl from from uh, William Gibson's yeah, kind of because she always had those shades she had the, the glasses, yeah, and she she like kicked ass. I mean, she was Discount Mercy Greaves only because the character design was similar, right, right, and you know, or or Kung Fu Mary Poppins, right, you know, which they she, she had that thing face. going on too. <laughs> yeah, so, no, she was pretty cool, and and she like gave she gave pretty well. Yeah. She just didn't have any experience fighting Batarangs. Right. Right. I mean, she was doing pretty well against Batman and Robin for a while there on her own against the both of them, you know. But, yeah, you know, you get a bat rope. Can't do your can't do your fancy spin kicks when uh when Batman just yank you off your feet. <laughs> how's how's that center of gravity working out for you, lady? <laughs> I I <laughs> I have a battle butler too. Trade with him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> battle nanny. 
Now there's a spinoff from Batman the Animated Series that we really need to see. Is, is Baby Batman. doll, why do we fall down? Yep. And, <laughs> um, so, yeah, the whole plot gets un, undone by the arrival of Batman and Robin. Uh, Robin is just taken out of the plot completely for the climax. And Baby Doll escapes to an amusement park. And, you know, where she's just kind of hanging out looking for attention. And then Batman, of course, you know, doing what Batman does and, and always being kind of the reflection of the villain of the week. Lands on top of a cotton candy stand or some shit. And just stands there. And it has his I'm Batman moment. And all the kids in the carnival <laughs> are gravitating to where Batman's just standing there. Being right. Batman. Well, except for her. And right. I think that's why he was doing it, because he couldn't tell which kid was, was which. So I think he, like, did that. Well, I think he also did it to kind of unnerve her as well. Because, you know, she was like, oh, they got everybody's got to pay attention to me. Everybody's got to pay attention to me. Right. So he's like, look at what I can do. <laughs> you know, and, and, and Batman's kind of a dick that way sometimes, where he's just like, I'm going to do absolutely nothing and be better than you at it. <laughs> Batman is very good at doing nothing. That's the Bruce Wayne part. <clears throat> so, Baby Doll runs into a fun house because, you know, every good chase sequence in Gotham City has to end at a fun house. It's the law. <laughs> it is. I, and, and once again, I'm glad they played this straight because this is where you could have gone into, like, super goofy. Right. And, and they didn't. Because, you know, we've been through fun houses before. Yep. We've had Batman chasing Joker through, I don't know, how many Joker episodes are there? That's how many fun houses. Yep. That's how many fun houses that he's chased the Joker through. Joker owns every fun house in Gotham City. Right. So so they're always, like, riding on on roller coasters and all all sorts of daring do. And this wasn't that. Which is great, because if it was that, it would kind of uh, pull down the episode, I think. Uh, Yeah, you're probably right. Now, of course, the episode ends in the Hall of Mirrors, and we kind of get the the idea. We we get the moment where Baby Doll actually becomes a sympathetic character. And it is the weirdest funhouse mirror ever, because somehow it magically shows you your true self. It's the funhouse of ableism. Yeah. She gets to the final mirror and she sees a reflection of herself as, as kind of as she wants to be, as a 30-year-old woman. Right. Um, like I said, it's the funhouse of ableism. Yep. And we she, can fix you. The funhouse will fix you. Yeah. I don't even know how it does that because, you know, it's not even like the clothing is even different. It's similar to what she has on. But it's it's completely different. Yes. Well, it's cartoons, so they right. can do that. Cartoons. Right. And and Baby Doll has her soliloquy, and really, she just kind of, you know, Batman does his thing where he does his Batman, you know, standing in the shadows, wide eyes, gazing at you. And right. Well, she also attacks all the mirror images of Batman and breaks all the mirrors except, and well, including the one. Right. So, so she shatters all the illusions and uh, come, comes to the realization. And then ironically says her catchphrase. Right. I didn't mean to do it. And she stands there crying and Batman towers over her, scowling with his look of disapproval. 
Yeah. You know, and it was one of those episodes I'm sure was difficult to write because you couldn't really have Batman engage in fisticuffs with Baby Doll because even though they make it a point to tell you she's 30 years old, you know, it would have looked really off for Batman to have punched out a six-year-old child. Yes, or for Robin to date one. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's why she was able to hire goons. That's right. And, and, and low rent mercy. That's right. <laughs> so what did you think of this episode? What I think of this episode, I think it's one of the strangest episodes of, of that I've seen. Um, I don't know the pacing. I mean, just because this thing is like, it's like what, 22 minutes long or something like that. All of them are, yeah. but yeah. it just seemed like this one rolled on and hit the conclusion really fast. Yeah. Well, th- th- I mean, there was a bit of detective work, Mm-hmm. Um, once they set the, the table for what was happening, there was a bit of detective work going into it, which was pretty cool. Um, and it was a really nice, just, I guess, refresher from like Batman, wacky Batman villains. That's now, right. Like Two-Face and Joker and, and Penguin. Oh my. Um, right. Not that, that those episodes that have those characters in them, aren't good in and of themselves, but, but it kind of gets old. Yeah, every once in a while you need a break from the revolving door of Arkham Asylum. Yes, and, and, and Baby Doll is kind of like Pickle Ginger. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of an interesting way to, to inject something a little bit fresh because you don't have too many non-canonical villains in, in Batman the Animation. And and she does show up again mm-hmm. um, in the... What, in the fourth season or whatever you we call the um the style change this the style style change season yeah yeah the new adventures yeah whatever it is right. when they when they made it um more akin to what what the justice league became right um yeah she shows up in there um with killer croc as oh that's a, an interesting we're, we're, juxtaposition well it's like we're outcast together kind of thing right you know, we're, we're judged by our looks and blah, 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 um, which does get to like the sticky wicket in this particular episode. And I mentioned it, it kind of in passing ableism right. um, because you don't get a lot of villains in Batman who have like, well, Killer Croc is another one. Right. He has a um, uh, skin. You have skin. like a physical malady that drives them to become criminals. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you don't really get a lot of um, people with physical maladies. You have a lot of you got a lot of mental illness going on in, in the world of Batman, right? At the very uh, least, a lot of antisocial personality disorder. That's true, but uh, but you know you have like your your Harvey Dent and your Jokers, you know your Scarecrows. You know there 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 are some issues happening in the Batman Rogues right. Gallery. But you don't get a lot of um, of things like Baby Doll, who has a physical malady, which has caused her to become criminal. Right. So, And not, uh, not like even a widespread criminal. Her crime was, yeah, six counts, five counts of kidnapping. Just, um, just five counts of kidnapping. That's all. Compared to the rap sheets of the rest of Gotham City. <laughs> including... Uh, General, what's his face from from Harley's yeah, uh, Holiday? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, five counts of kidnapping is next to nothing. Um, you know, so she's really kind of this small time 
uh, kind of villain. And no you know, pun like, intended. Right. And you know, <laughs> it's interesting that this case would have even drawn the attention of the Batman. Um, yeah, I think it was like one of those because it's weird. Mm. That I mean, it, I don't think it was originally drawn to him. I think it was brought brought to him, right? Um, I I don't know. It was I'm like trying to Gordon. The beginning of it. Yeah, Gordon was talking about um, talking about it. It's like why why are you even here? You know, is because they were talking about the the show, and he's like, well, why why are you even interested? And he's like, because the cast members are disappearing. You know, all but yeah, Commissioner two. Gordon calls Batman and Robin to discuss the recent abductions of actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was basically assigned to him right. by Commissioner Gordon by his quest giver. Right, right, and, that's, and maybe that's, that's also maybe an that interesting. Was like, Maybe that was just like Gordon going, why am I wasting my fucking department's resources on this? Right. When I've got a guy who can, who's got seemingly unlimited resources, he solves pretty difficult cases. Let's just give him the strange one and get him. And I live in the most crime infested city in the world. Right. The best educated, most crime infested city in the United States where, where acid vats dump directly into Gotham Harbor and four-star generals can blow up the uh, infrastructure with impunity. Yes, once again, we, we are, this is what happens after Donald Trump gets impeached. He becomes mayor of Gotham. Woo! <laughs> well, you know, why is everybody picking on me mentality? It ain't work at Gotham. <laughs> no, but, but bribing gangsters and city officials does. Yeah, true, true. I want this Batman investigated. I think it'd be a good idea. And uh, yeah, I'm going to hold up your, your the Gotham police funding until you do. Okay. Well, um, well, fingers. If you want your buddy uh, pardoned for his crimes, all you got to do is bring me Batman, his head on a platter. You got Batman, you got the Joker, the mighty fine people on both sides of that. <laughs> That's right. And, Tem- and Temple Fugit was right. <laughs> <laughs> but <I> this <laughs> <laughs> This is one of the few Batman episodes where Commissioner Gordon is the quest giver. Um you saw that a lot on the Adam West TV series that, you know, Batman worked extremely closely with with Gotham City law enforcement. In this show he's a bit more of a loner, a loose cannon. Um but it does detail that he does have this relationship with Gordon where Gordon can actually call him and say, look into this. Yeah. Something. And and it also shows you a Batman who is not, you know, keyed into everything that's going on in fucking Gotham city. Right. Which is. Yeah. Because you often get that kind of characterization where Batman has the best intelligence network ever. And he knows everything that happens. Matches Malone is in 12 places. It's really not Batman Incorporated. It was Matches Malone Incorporated. Yeah. Malone Industries. And I bet you all of Batman's equipment is funded through Malone Industries. Just in case somebody, the IRS, actually started looking at Wayne Airbrow. Who is this Matches Malone? I don't know. We can't find him. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. He looks like Bruce Wayne with a different haircut. And a mole. And a mole. And a match. Yeah, and a match. Oh, well, Bruce Wayne doesn't smoke, so that rules him out. Yeah, I've never seen Bruce Wayne chewing on a match, so, yeah. 
And Bruce Wayne never wears sunglasses. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, but, just, but apparently they shop at the same damn store because those suits look awful familiar. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the, the whole secret identity thing is so flimsy that it, it just like in these shows, it just gets like kind of a nod. I, I think that was the best part of the Green Lantern movie. The rest of the movie was shit. But they kind of called out the whole secret identity and domino masks. You know, it's like, you didn't think I wouldn't know that you're Hal Jordan just because you covered up your cheekbones? <laughs> well, like in, in Harley's Holiday, when she like kind of like does the whole, I recognize that chin. Yeah, I know that chin. <laughs> you're, oh, you're Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> you got your PhD where? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Trump University. But I'm bumped. All right. So there you go. Baby Doll. Uh, Batman the Animated Series Season 2. Uh, that's all the time we have this week. Join us next time and we'll continue uh, Batman the Animated Series. I believe next time we're doing. My favorite episode. Your favorite episode, Perchance to Dream. So uh, check that one out. Until next time. Alfred, make me a sandwich. Mm-hmm.